Hey everyone, my name is Dan, and you're listening to Tech Smash Bros. I have not been on this podcast for maybe about like five months. Anyway, it's been a long time. I haven't kept track. Um, and the reason I haven't really done these podcasts is because you know we're I'm in California and we're locked down, and I can't really do guests and I can't speak to guests. So I haven't really done this podcast, and that's like the premise of the podcast. So, given that um, I don't really know when the lockdowns are going to end, I have decided to change up the format a little bit where I will do these monologues, but I, not having any sort of structured format for this has made it really difficult for me to go on a sustained monologue. So, what I've decided to do is read content on the web and summarize it and critique it. Hopefully this is a way to disseminate some information that you might find interesting and give you a, a one person's critical eye and observations to you as well to make it engaging. Um, I might, because of this format change, I might need to change the name of my podcast. I mean, it's, there's no bros in this. There's no there's no friends I'm talking to in the podcast. So um, maybe there's a podcast name that's forthcoming. Uh, but at any rate, that's the format change. Um, and without further ado, I guess, uh, here's my first podcast in a long time. First New York Times article. Let's see, after the students came back, deaths rose in college towns. Oh, this is a COVID, COVID-related news article. Um, not that one. Oh, let's read this one. Let's read about the U.S.'s plans on delivering the first coronavirus vaccines in the nation. Okay, so headline reads, first coronavirus vaccines head to states, starting historic efforts. So this is from the New York Times. Actually, I don't know if I'm, if I'm able to verbatim read a New York Times article, because if you're not a subscriber of the New York Times and I read to you the article of the New York Times, isn't that delivering free content when somebody should be paying for it? Um... No, that's tough. Okay, so I won't read this verbatim. I'm just gonna read the summary here and just relay the news. Let's see. Okay, so there are freezers um, that are storing the vaccines, I believe. Uh, and okay, this is stored in Los Angeles, a medical center in Los Angeles. Um, Okay, so the FDA approved, gave uh, emergency authorization on Friday night, and this vaccine was developed by Pfizer and BioNTech. Uh, it's one of the most ambitious vaccine campaigns in the nation's history. Um, and this weekend alone, 2.9 million doses of the vaccine are to begin traveling by plane and guarded truck from Pfizer facilities. I'm just reading this right now. Okay, so I'm going I'm to read parts of the news article, and then I'm going to critique it as my mind sees fit, basically at the whim of my mind. Um, but I'm reading this right here. And why don't they like prime ship these vaccines? Um, or maybe maybe they're just already using um, the fastest means of transportation by using plane and guarded truck. But yeah, just my thought was why not combine the humanity, well, Maybe the world's greatest transportation company and logistics company out there with with the delivery of these vaccines to really optimize delivery. But maybe this delivery is already optimal. Anyway, 
Um, such are my thoughts about these 2.9 million doses of the vaccine to begin traveling by plane. Oh, oh okay. So, wait, what? So, wait, so from Pfizer, there are the Pfizer facilities in Michigan and Wisconsin, but then there's this medical center in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. So the medical center in Los Angeles is soon to uh, receive the supply of vaccines um, from the Pfizer facilities in Michigan, Wisconsin. And the first injections are going to be given out on Monday. On the population, there's there's um there's a defined population that's going to receive it. It's going to be high risk healthcare workers. Uh, and to finally Yeah, first, okay, so first it's going to be given to high-risk healthcare workers. Uh, oh, and the vaccine, the studies show that it, it's 95% effective. I thought I read somewhere that's only 90% effective. Um, okay, well, maybe if the New York Times says maybe it is 95% effective. Um, hmm, and there's storage requirements for the vaccine. So it's got to be kept at minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. That's why it's like really freezing, really, really freezing. So not 94 degrees Fahrenheit, minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> the special boxes that is being shipped in cannot be opened more than twice a day. Okay, so it's like, a, it's like your, if you've done, if you use HelloFresh, you know, your meal comes in, uh, in in refrigerated boxes, which is like a it's like a very special HelloFresh box. Uh, uh, they do mention side effects. You can have achiness or headache, um, and you might miss a day or two of work. I think when you have a flu vaccine too, they say you may um, you may not feel good. The some of the side effects include that you may not feel good for like one or two days too. So nothing too alarming there. Um, Oh, the states are complaining that they don't have enough federal government funding to administer the shot. Um, uh, and you need to get two of these doses. So it's one dose is not enough um, for it to administer, uh, I think, as as intended to. Um, so you got to get two. It's a lot like the MMR. So the the... The administration schedule per individual seems very similar to the MMR vaccine. Okay, so so okay, so it's not Amazon. So they decide to use FedEx and UPS to transport throughout most of the country the vaccines. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, FedEx and UPS don't really like they don't they don't speak reputable and super fast delivery to me amazon does so i mean i personally would have liked to see amazon deliver this vaccine but hey maybe they're maybe they're doing a great job too okay for all the planning and contingency there's still a good deal of confusion because there's still a lot of confusion um about how this is going to be delivered i believe uh there's still, still a lot of unknowns about the logistics Oh yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If the FDA gave emergency authorization on Friday and Monday, they're gonna deliver it. That's like a two-day, three-day turnaround. It's basically a, a prime Amazon shipping timeline. Um, 
So yeah, why not give it to the company that as a standard and signature trademark um, trait of it, it seems to correspond and, and, and seems to fit the very timeline that they're trying to deliver this vaccine. Um, yeah, anyway, those are my thoughts. And that's, the, that's one of the headlines in the New York Times. So you can check that out in the New York Times. Let's see, okay, I'm shifting to the Wall Street Journal. Oh, a firm. Oh, yes, the borrowing company. Right, so a firm that um, the, fin the fintech starter startup that if you were a consumer, um, and if you, if, you're, if you ever wanted to buy a product and you know the cost was way too high, then the firm allows you to make um, monthly payments or regular payments um, for a product. Um, so that fintech startup is going to IPO, but they delayed their IPO till January, it seems. Yeah, I thought this, I mean, in a, in a month or maybe in the past three months with a very hot IPO market with Palantir, um, well, Airbnb on Thursday, let's see. And there was Asana. Uh, there was Snow, Snowflake, which I think is very too overvalued. Um, but it still keeps, it's, it's maintaining its... Um, IPO price is actually going way above it as well. So it's doing fairly okay. And now adding to that IPO hot streak is Affirm. Um, but it's been delayed till January. Let's see. I wonder, yeah, if, if it's... The, the reasons aren't entirely clear, apparently, according to uh, the Wall Street Journal. Um, but they're saying... It's because of the extreme first day pops this, this past week in the, in the DoorDash and Airbnb IPO. So for those who are not familiar, um, DoorDash and Airbnb IPO on Thursday. And I, the Airbnb IPO was set at a price of $68. But when it finally got launched in, in the market, it jumped to like 140 something. So that's like a 110% or 20% jump. So it more than doubled. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's, that's the pop that this article is referencing. And I mean, the pop signals that the shares right now are very overvalued and overpriced, which then means the prices aren't sustainable in the long run. So it's probably going to drop. Um, so seeing that discrepancy in pricing might be one of the reasons that, uh, a firm is holding off on its IPO. Yeah. Yeah, that would look bad. So, uh, if we extrapolate from the rationale from a firm, then Airbnb right now, where its shares like priced at like one fifty or one forty, I think we ex we probably expect that it's gonna be, like the next month or at some time in the future, there's gonna be a heavy drop um, uh, in the Airbnb share price, and that's gonna result in a huge loss in wealth. So maybe perhaps to potentially prevent that volatility um, directed in the loss direction. A firm is deciding to postpone its IPO uh, where hopefully maybe it won't be a climate that is conducive to such volatility. Okay, so that's, that's, um, that's on a firm. So I think Roblox apparently was also another company that was oh so we're all roblox um i don't know what is this company roblox is a 
uh, gaming companies, it looks like a gaming company. Anyway, don't hold me to that. But anyway, that also decided to, that company also decided to push out its IPO until next year. Yeah. Actually, maybe, maybe one of the reasons there, and this is, I, I'm not an expert in this, but maybe one of the reasons that they're postponing the IPOs because maybe they, um, maybe they're pricing their shares lower and giving and like seeing that like how how hot the IPO market is. They're actually thinking about pricing it even higher, so that their their companies their valuation of the company is higher. Maybe that's why. Um, so, so for those who who don't know what I'm talking about right here, so if if, if the there's the number of shares that are going to be issued to the general market is like a hundred, and you price your share at like fifty dollars, um, and there's a hundred shares that make up your your company. Then fifty times a hundred is uh, five thousand, right? So that five thousand would be the valuation of your company. Your company's worth five thousand uh, dollars based on the shares and the number, the, the price of the shares and the number of shares. So the higher the price of the shares constant holding on constant the number of shares and the higher your company's value too so maybe they're thinking we we think our company's more valuable so they're, they're going to re-raise the price and planning that and strategizing that 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 might take time so maybe that's why they're postponing it well whatever it is it's going to be um it looks like in january too there's going to be a very hot ipo market um some of my friends were saying that uh, these IPOs have been hot, hot because there's so many people that are unemployed right now and, and because there's nowhere to generate income. Well, nowhere is an exaggeration, but there are very limited um, income streams. People are pouring into uh, investing as an alternative invest, uh, income stream. And that might be why IPOs have been so hot. Um, cool. I mean, that's just a short article. So basically, a, a firm is postponing their IPO. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm already at 13 minutes. Not too bad. Not too bad. Actually, let's browse Reddit. There's always some interesting content on Reddit. Giannis pulls up from deep to start the preseason. Ooh, let me watch this. So I'm also a fan of the NBA. And then the preseason, NBA preseason started uh, yesterday, I think. And the season, the regular season is going to start on the 22nd. And the preseason's not, they don't count as real games, as in these are not games that tally towards um, in, uh, the NBA's record, like the season record, how many wins and losses they have. And that's a significant thing to, to note because their regular season record, like wins and losses, that determines whether they make the playoffs or not and what position they have in the playoffs. So, yeah, so right now it's in the preseason, but it's, it's also a good time just to get a, a look, an introductory look at some of the teams here. So let's look at this. Giannis pulls up from deep. Okay, so he's dribbling the ball, cross course, playing against the Mavericks, and he shoots a three. Oh, and he air balls. Wow. <clears throat> okay, well, he about balls. Yeah, so this is, I mean, Giannis was the MVP of last uh, season. MVP stands for most valuable player. And um, he, he was, his team was the number one seeded team in the East, but uh, they didn't quite make it far in the playoffs. One of the big reasons was because this guy does not have a three-point shot. Um, and 
you would think that he would really work on it. Maybe he did work on it, but you would really work on his shot and get better at shooting. But I mean, based on this, this, this footage right here, the guy does not look like he, he made any leaps in his jump shot. Um, well, that's discouraging. I don't think the, I don't think the Bucks are really going to make it far in the playoffs again. It's okay. So that was a Reddit post. Ooh, look. No. Trump loses election lawsuits in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Now old news. Yes, Trump. Trump challenges loss. Challenges election results. He loses um, that challenge. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Now about Oculus. Yeah, I tried that. So Oculus is like a virtual reality device. Um, it, it's 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 pretty cool. Um, so I like out of the five senses, this this will in, will engage your visual and really immerse your visual senses and audio sense as well. Um, so, I mean, I think visual is probably for most people the primary sense that they rely on to get in touch with reality too. So, it does feel very real, um, at least to the extent that it can. Um, and it, it feels like it feels pretty engaging because it, it immerses your visual senses so much. So it's a it's a cool thing to try. Um, well, this one's interesting. Jim defined COVID nineteen orders being fined nearly ten k per day. Okay, I gotta read this. What does that mean? Trillions are normal, but still for man. Okay, so you can open your you, the gym but you get fined almost $10,000 per day. Hmm. I mean, that makes sense, I guess, if you if you bring in enough revenue of uh, daily of $10,000, or I mean more, at least or more than $10,000. Yeah. Maybe you are, because, because you have so little competition yeah, during these days. When, uh, gyms have very few competition, so if you open... And you're like a single gym that's open, and there's a heavy demand for it. Then maybe you really make up. Maybe you break even with these fines. I I mean, okay, no, you know my math is off here. You, like, your business expenses too are expenses as well, so you definitely gotta make more than ten thousand dollars per day too. But I mean, if if the daily expense of ten thousand dollars is is not such that you get into a loss um, on a daily basis, um, then maybe. Maybe go for it. And some of the comments are just saying, like, well, Amazon is not facing any fines. Walmart is not. Target is not. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a complaint. I think. Well, I mean, because I got confused because they're now also, the comments here are, are, are um, critiquing DoorDash and Grubhub, but I mean, these are just delivery businesses. There's the people aren't congregating in DoorDash and Grubhub, but it doesn't make sense. No, I don't know. People are just, people are just angry. People are just angry that they're billionaire companies and they're doing well. Uh, sounds anti-capitalist to me, but I'm reading too much into these comments. Okay, let's see. Ooh, here's a here's a, I'm now on my Quora forum and looking at my Quora feed, and the title of this Quora post reads, "What makes people charming?" Let's read that. <laughs> I 
let's see, habits of extremely charming people, says, um, says a, uh, an answer here. Always smile. I disagree with that. I mean, sometimes it's very eerie when somebody always smiles. So, nope, I don't, I don't think always smile makes an extremely charming person. Um, I think lively face expressions that are most of the time positive makes a charming person. Yeah, I'm gonna say that, not always smile. Um, imitation as the origin of empathy. Voluntarily or involuntarily, the super charming mimic the gesture of the person with whom they're communicating. So mimic the gesture of the person you're communicating with. Yeah, this, I mean, I've, I've heard of this. Um, maybe that signals empathy, but I don't know if that's it's charming. He sounds like tools for, for communicating with someone. They ask open questions. They talk about happy things. Do not complain. They listen more than they speak. What are these like couples skills to communicate? They're not worried about looking vulnerable. They like to be grateful. Take advantage of physical contact. What? Now these, these do not sound like, <gasps> these do not sound like actions to become a charming person. More like how to communicate and how to gain someone's favor maybe. Yeah, they look for the point of agreement instead of disagreement. They think about what you were saying not about what they will respond to you. This, this, this just looks like a guideline for communications. This guy got, this guy didn't understand the question. Okay, let's see how many upvotes this got. I mean, it's very detailed. There's pictures in this. Um, each each um, rule slash guideline has a picture in this and he elaborates on it. So it's very easy to follow. So thumbs up for, for the structure of the answer here and how easy to follow it is. So he. The format of his communication seems good, but let's see how many upvotes. He got a hundred, he gets 1,900 upvotes. Oh my goodness. Okay, but uh, I, yeah, it's not, that's not the same judgment I would, I would lay on this um, answer here. Like he got, he got the answer completely wrong. This is, this is, um, this is, these, these rules here aren't even really what makes a person charming. Um, or maybe I just need to rethink my definition of charming. I mean, to this, 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 like, really seems to be about how to communicate in an intimate manner with a person. Yeah, there we go. So here's an answer. They said they're confident, but also humble. They smile. They have passion. Yeah, they ask a lot of questions. Yeah, this is better. Oh, this one has 3,700 upvotes. Yeah, that's a much better answer. That makes a person charming. Like charming would be something, um, would be a trait that you describe a person where you're drawn to that person. Um, yeah. Maybe there's a fine line between charming and charismatic. But charming is at least you're drawn to that person. Charismatic might be, um, it inspires uh, a will and a willingness to follow that person. Um, maybe that's charismatic. But charming is you're, you're just drawn to that person and you like being around that person. Maybe maybe those are, that's like a definition of charming. But yeah, this is much better. So they're confident, you're all, you're also humble. They smile, they have passion, and they ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So they're curious. They ask a lot of questions as a synonym for their curious. Yeah, I'd be like, I, 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 I think I would say a person like that is charming. Okay. Well, that wasn't super engaging. Um, it was pretty. That was a pretty simple response. What are some of the most awesome psychological facts? Well, let's see what those are. Let's see. 
I'm going to share 90 plus amazing psychological facts I got from the net and Quora. Nah, I can't read 90, so I'm going to read five. You can change for two reasons. Either, and they love some of these, these core posts. They like state their like topic sentence. Maybe I'm going to share this, this, this. And then there's a picture of uh, what you, I guess many people would think of an attractive woman. Uh, the tactic here, I think, is just to attract readers here. I'm sure it works. But uh, I'm going to call it out for what it is. So it's, a, it's a marketing tactic. Um, but people fall for it. So, um, and I guess that's why it's effective. Anyway, don't need to belabor, belabor the point. So, okay, so some five most awesome psychological facts. You can change for two reasons. Either you learn enough that you want to, the, that you want to change, or you've been hurt enough that you have to change. Okay, I mean, this sentence, and there's not much substance to this, I think it's just, this is just like trying to uh, draw attention because it just sounds pretty, but I mean, it's basically saying, I mean, I mean it's a false ultimatum. <laughs> you can change for more than reasons and you just learning enough that you want to, or you've been hurt enough that you have to. You can change because uh, you want to grow. You simply want to grow um, because the situation demands it of you because you have to adapt. Uh, I mean, yeah, this just sounds pretty. It sounds somewhat hopelessly romantic, maybe in a way. Um, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a bogus psychological fact. Okay, women with higher IQ have a harder time finding a mate. Okay, what about men with higher IQ too? That's true too. What the hell, that's that's bogus. My goodness, this is this is the top post. This is the top response on this on this um this this question in quorum. It's already shit. Uh, research has found that good relationships are more important to a long life than exercise. I have heard this one before too, but I mean, it, it, important is such a subjective word. So what I've heard in, in the study was that I think, um, of the reasons that are attributed to longevity in life, good relationships, or maybe the, the ability to care for, or the willingness to care for others was uh, a top factor. So that's what I've heard. Um, I guess that's what this is saying. Good has found that good relationships are more important to a long life than an exercise. Yeah, I don't want to use the word important. I'd say like it's a, it's a stronger factor to a long life, something like that. Maybe that's more important. Okay, I'm being I'm being nitpicky. Four, don't let yourself be controlled by three things: people, money. Oh, don't let yourself be controlled by three things: people, money, or past experiences is this guidance or psychological fact okay this is already bad um 70 percent of number five 70 70 percent of your dream contains a secret message um cool 70 percent okay and okay is that 70 percent of your dreams or 70 percent of a single dream i don't know well these are some shits psychological facts like some of these are not even just they're not just outright not facts wow okay that was, that was bogus all right i'm just gonna scroll down how many upvotes did this get 400 upvotes okay is it is it is quora does quora sort posts by the number of views maybe let's see how many? one k upvotes 30 54 so the one second one reading is 54.5 k. Ah, i don't know oh, what the, yeah i don't even understand the sorting algorithm here 
right? Well, let's see the in the last post that we just read, the second the second response tends to be better. So let's let's see if this one's also better. Here are some psychological facts which I divided into subsections. Nice. There's some organization there instead of just a list of 90 very long psychological facts aren't really facts. People in society. People have two main motivations, avoiding pain or gaining pleasure. Man, that's just basically utilitarian philosophy. Um, all right. Uh, when people give you advice, they are actually talking to their younger selves. Hmm, interesting. I don't, know about, I don't know if that's a fact, but that is an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, because you learn from your experience. So your experience comes from a younger self. So based on that, you give advice. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, that's a neat little... Again, I don't know if it's a fact, but that's a neat little perception. Uh, people don't care what you do, say and wear, because they care about their own problems. Yeah, generally true, I think. Yeah, we're so preoccupied. And we're wired to as well. Um, I mean, if you care about yourself, you're more likely to survive because you care about your own survival. So perhaps we're wired to. Oh, okay. So here's a quote from Abraham Lincoln. If you want to test a man's character, give him power. With great responsibility. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Not exactly the same, but uh, interesting. Oh, people who are lying start to touch slash scratch themselves more than often than usual. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think it's more broad than when people are getting anxious a little bit or nervous a little bit. Um... Or even when they're trying to focus more, maybe they'll probably touch or scratch themselves more often. Um, so that's uh, that's it's a it's a it's a limited um, it's a limited uh, use case for for touching and scratching themselves. There's a lot more uses, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't just infer it because someone's touching or scratching themselves that they're that they're lying more often than usual. Human beings are the only creatures on Earth who are aware of the fact that they're gonna die. Basically, we're the only conscious being, beings. Uh, if someone criticizes or attacks another person, he or she is actually insecure about their own feelings but not ready to face them. It's called psychological projection. Well, I think that's a, a very um, very broad and probably inaccurate and loosely loose application of the concept of psychological protection, projection. I mean, you can definitely criticize or attack another person uh, if you're just angry. Yeah, I mean that just sounds pretty. It's like anything you quote about insecurity and 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 sharing what supposedly looks like an insight about insecurity can easily be just seen as something so beautiful. But yeah, I mean that that just I think that that that, that point right there that this guy shared is a little bogus. Okay, well overall I'm not gonna read some more overall unimpressive um, set of psychological facts because a lot of them weren't even just psychological facts. Okay, well that's thirty minutes. I think we stopped there. All right, that was the first run of just me reading random content in the internet, sharing some knowledge and providing some critique so that you, as the listener, whoever you are, can digest this content with maybe a little bit more of a critical eye. Hopefully that was, hopefully that was fun. Um, but whatever I say, do not take it as absolute truth. This is, one, I'm paraphrasing from my um, understanding of what I'm reading too. So don't take whatever I'm saying to be entirely reflect, reflective of the article itself um, and two, this is my critique too and um, I'm, I'm not purporting that that's the absolute truth that uh, one should rely on so well I'll end it there that was fun I'll do this again alright bye <laughs>